0: A podcast run by high school students where guests share their unique perspectives on arts, education, society, and more. Welcome, I'm your host Jasmine, and today we are broaching on the very controversial, very hotly debated topic of Harry Potter. And we have three guests here with us today, all of whom have read the Harry Potter series and watched the movies, presumably. So let's start with a brief round of introductions. Say so your name, your age, anything you care to share. Hi, I'm, I'm Samuel and I'm 18 years old.
1: Hi, I'm Janet and I'm grade 12.
2: Uh, hi, I'm Danny and I'm almost 17.
0: Cool. So yes, let's start with this basic question. When did you first read or watch Harry Potter?
2: Um, I remember watching Harry Potter when I was very, very young, possibly about you know five or six. I was watching the first one and, and I got scared and I never <laughs> finished it. But um, I read the book when I was in fourth grade, I think. And then after I read the book, I watched the entire uh, all of the films they have.
0: I see, so your first book then will be present. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: Very interesting. Well, uh, I think my experiences were kind of similar. I might have watched the second movie before I've ever read the books, but I think I also got scared and it didn't really <laughs> leave an impression on me. So, um, and then in the summer of 2015, I first read the books.
0: I didn't know Harry Potter is scary to so many people. Why is this? Okay. Danny?
3: Um, so, I watched the movies first with my father. And we watched the entire, um, like, everything. And it was so scary, you know? Like, <laughs> like um, it, it was... Um, I think it scarred my young soul. When did you wa- watch the movies? I think I was like... I don't think I was even 10. Um, oh. yeah. And my father, like, he wanted to watch the whole the whole thing, so he, like, he made me sit him it Okay,
0: I didn't know that was how it works. Um, so you were forced into watching the whole series by your father. Yeah. Very uh, mind-blowing. <laughs> so on to our next question. Which is your favorite book in a series?
3: Personal of ask Command. Oh. Yeah. Because it's um it's adventurous, but it's kind of like realistically dark. I mean like Voldemort it's kinda of like a fairy tale. But when it comes to like the pre- like the president of Askaban, like it somehow feels like it could happen. Like somehow uh-huh. it could
0: A murder lurking around in your school feels <laughs> definitely <laughs> very likely. Okay, thanks for sharing.
2: Um I was going to say Prisoner of Azkaban 2 uh because it's the only book or movie in the series where Voldemort is either is either not alive or not trying to, you know, resurrect. But, you know, not uh but I would say, you know, apart from Prisoner of Azkaban, I would say the last book because um it's it's much deeper than all of the other books and it just, you know, presents the uh, to us the whole picture of J.K. Rowling's world and it's the book where a lot of the secrets and a lot of the mysteries are explained. So I really like the last book too.
0: Yeah, the last book is definitely something special.
1: I will say that I haven't reread the books since I first read them. So my opinions are kind of the they might change if I had reread the books again, but um, when I first read it, my first, my favorite was the fourth one, *Goblet of Fire*. I think, cause I, um, I felt really bad for Harry, <laughs> <in that laughs> one. and um, I think it also shocked me the most because it's kind of the turning point, and the tone changes drastically after that. So.
0: Very keen observation, that's true. The turning point did sort of happen around the Goblet of Fire. I think we can agree on that. So we come to the controversial part. Do you prefer the books or the movies? Defend your position.
3: I prefer um, the movies. What? <laughs> because
0: uh-huh. because?
3: Um, because I, I believe it has an ad- advantage over the books. Because it has a chance to provide, um, you know, like visual effects and stuff, and it also has music, so I believe it's a more mm, bewitching experience
0: mm-hmm. mm, to viewers. Very solid points. Would be hard to argue <laughs> against that, Janet. Well, uh, I prefer the
1: books. Ah, you okay. <laughs> see the conflict emerging. <laughs> okay. Um, it could be because I first I read the books first and I liked them so much. I, I, I when I was watching the movie, I kept comparing the movies to the books, and um, but I also feel that the movies, um, even just judged purely as movies, aren't exceptional like they're decent movies but I sometimes feel that in terms of pacing and cinematography it could have been done better and um, I feel that the books leave more room for the imagination and they're longer so they have more time to flesh out the details and set up the mysteries properly and it can give a lot more exposition and details about the world without worrying about the time limit because the movies are usually two hours, and I feel like the Harry Potter story format just shows up a bit better as a book because it spends an entire year, and um, movies don't usually spend that long. I think so they have to use a lot of time skips, which I feel can is hard to do well, and they also skip some character building or world building details and I also felt that the characters were a bit better fleshed out in the books especially like Ron, so yeah
2: Yeah, I, I feel like the books and movies are two very different languages like each uh, each language and each uh, media has its own advantages and disadvantages so the movie like Danny said definitely is uh, more helpful in you know Providing the visual effects and providing just a uh, very concrete details about the book uh, in some of the ways that the uh, About the story in some of the ways that the book just can't do and I think the book is the book's advantage is you know, in characterization and You know just fleshing out the story uh, a little more and you know the book is, is, is able to just just bring out the plot uh, very well. So I think um, for, for me, I can't really say which language, uh, which, uh, which media, the book or the movie is better because I feel like they're just so different and, uh, and advantages and disadvantages that um, it's really hard to compare.
0: Do you guys have anything to respond to that?
2: I think,
3: uh, yeah, I agree with what Sasha said like the two different types of artwork mm-hmm. and you can't really... like you only you can only have preferences instead like you can't exactly judge a painting with a song, right? Mm.
0: Very wise. My apologies for asking this question <laughs> but it's very interesting, yes.
3: But I still prefer the
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, I do agree with what you guys said and I guess a lot of this my first impression, I guess, Mm because what I encounter first, I usually would like better. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a neat observation too. So next question. Um, What do you think of J.K. Rowling's world building? What elements of the wizarding world do you find magical? Are there any flaws in the world building that you can detect?
2: I think she is a genius. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think she, uh, J.K. Rowling has a way of incorporating a lot of the you know, complicated subjects of our real world into you know, such a magical world in Harry Potter. And you know, like In the wizarding world, we see racial prejudice, well, well not exactly racial prejudice, but in the wizarding world, it's the pure bloods versus the mm-hmm. half bloods and the muggle-borns. So, and, and, and in Harry Potter, there is also um, the element of love. J.K. Rowling has been emphasizing that. Uh, throughout the entire series, uh, it was love that protected uh, Harry um, uh, when he was one years old, and it was love that you know finally defeated Voldemort. I think so. I think uh, J.K. Rowling in, is a genius in that she is able to somehow manipulate all of these different uh, this, these all of these hard topics to discuss and complicated topics in our real world and just embody them into different elements in the wizarding world.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's true. How it's very cool that she incorporates real world problems and a theme, in into a world that is kind of separate from the real world, but also kind of integrated at the same time. Yeah, I like that.
3: Um, well, I think that the world building of J.K. Rowling, it's like. Like if I had to use one word to sum it up, it would be like you know just. I mean like that's two words, but yeah. If I had to use two words to sum it up, it would be just right. Like there is a point where things get out of hand. Like too, you know, too magical. Yeah, too weird, like too (laughs) abnormal. But, you know, like the wizarding world is made so so realistic that you could just imagine yourself like being a wizard, like. Exactly. It it doesn't even feel uh. that strange because the world is supposed to be like that. Like you don't know you're a wizard, but then you suddenly knew and then you went to a magical place where like no nobody can find you know, except for wizards.
0: Oh very interesting perspective. I've never heard that before. Do you have an example of what you would consider to be too weird?
3: Well, um I do. Like, there's a book I read, it's called Fate Marked, anybody that read it? Well, it's Kindle Unlimited, so I read a lot of Kindle Unlimited books, books. and in in there, like, the author started with, like, a mediocre fantasy world, and then I, I think it's because of his lack of, like, um, viewers, so his books started to get out of hand, and in the end, it was like half man, half dragon stuff, and then it was like getting like really weird. Like in the beginning, it was a man fighting the plague, and then in the end, it was like dragon, like and merged with
2: man performing dark rituals.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> so lack of coherence from the you know beginnings to the end. Yeah.
3: Uh-huh. In J.K. Rowling's world, you can just, like, like, it's so easy to create your own story. You know? It's like a Lego set. And it's just, like, you could just stick your piece in, and it goes in very smoothly, and it just stays there. You know? So it's like part of your own experience and journey that makes the whole world building so awesome.
0: Uh, I like that analogy. Maybe it explains why, you know, there is so much fan fiction and (laughs) quizzes written about Harry Potter, because people just want to be in there.
1: I really like how you described it. Um, I guess I have seen people um, complain about some flaws about the world, like how the statue of secrecy is, like, how they maintain it is just not very reasonable, and also how like Hogwarts doesn't have any basic English or writing courses. But, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, but but I guess yeah. When when reading, I didn't notice any of those things at all. It just it felt very absorbing. Like you can yeah. you're just really part of it, and it doesn't seem wrong. So. Did you ask about the most magical part?
0: Oh yeah. Right. Guys,
1: you that part, we have to come back to you. Um,
0: Okay, which element of the wizarding world do you find most magical or appealing?
1: Well, for me, it's definitely Hogwarts itself. Just because there's so many things fun about it, like how it it can move the the mythical creatures and the the history of it and the secret passageways and Mm -hmm. magical rooms and such. It kind of has a life of its own, right? And I also was really attracted to the idea of Hogwarts as a home. I think in book seven, there's a part where Harry was thinking to himself, um, but he was home. Hogwarts was the first and best home he had known. He and Voldemort and Snape, the abandoned boys, had all found home here. And uh, I think that part particularly struck me while I was
2: first reading into. The things I find mo- most magical in Harry Potter are the metaphysical things. I'm sort of drawn <laughs> to the, you know, prophecies and you know, you guys remember there is this a uh, gate at the Ministry of Magic oh. in the um, Department of Mysteries right. in the Order of Phoenix, uh, where you know Sirius Black you know, fell through that, that gate and, you know, he, he, he just died. And I just, you know, I, I just find it really mystifying and at the same time very um, very intriguing just to think about these things, how in the Harry Potter's world, um, J.K. Rowling is uh, trying to explain these things about fate, about death, and about life, and about just, you know, all of these things.
0: The metaphysical aspect of Harry Potter, I never thought about that.
1: Very cool. Um,
3: what was the name of the, the game on the broomstick with the bomb? Quidditch. <laughs> 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 oh, right. Yeah. Have you
1: really
0: watched it? No, actually, No, like it
3: was, it, was, it was long ago.
0: So, would that be your favorite part of, well, not favorite part, but the part that fascinates you most? Yes, it is. Quidditch. Quidditch. Yes. Yeah, I heard some schools make up. Footage teams and it's yes. like, I don't know how they do that, do you know how they do that?
2: Um, they just, you know, they have sticks, you know, my, my college actually has has a footage club oh, So they, 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 they sort of had sticks and they have hoops sort of like, um, a little shorter than basketball hoops and they just you know pass it around and I don't know what they do about the bludger though um,
1: okay. <laughs> Wow will so you joined?
2: I am considering. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes. Muggle's fascination with Quidditch is endless. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So speaking of Muggle's fascination, <laughs> um, you do know that there is a sorting quiz on Pottermore, and later there were other oh, versions yes. on the internet. And assuming we've all taken the quiz, let's have. Um, two people guess the third person's Hogwarts house. Let's start by guessing Samuel's house. Have a go. I know all the no wait. I know two of the answers by the way, so <laughs> I'm not going to guess. Mm. Um,
2: Nanny. Hufflepuff. Ooh, why Hufflepuff?
3: Because <laughs> you seem like a Hufflepuff person. Like I, I mean, like yeah. Uh. Like, it, it, I think you'd be more Ravenclaw, but then that's too uh, obvious. You know? Or are you like... going for the
1: non-obvious? <laughs> I mean, like, my first choice for you would be Ravenclaw then. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean, it seems so obvious, so I would go for Huffington.
0: Oh, interesting reasoning, Jenna.
1: Gryffindor? And uh, like Gryffindor? <laughs> I was also first thinking really yeah. also felt it And um, Gryffindor's value, uh, like, things like courage and valor, right? Chivalry, and I feel like you like those
0: mm-hmm. It seems that whatever house would be a very complimentary thing, maybe yes. <laughs> except for Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Samuel, big reveal.
2: Yes, uh, you guys should go with your um your first guest. I am Ravenclaw. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Samuel, that must be a Ravenclaw. Wait,
3: it's like, wait, whatever. You guys,
0: I don't know what went wrong here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
1: like
3: it was too obvious. You know, it was so obvious that it can't be true. You know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, that sounds so valid but so not valid at the same time. Right, uh, let's go on to Danny, Samuel, Janet, have your guess.
3: Wait, so I give like the first one I got or like because I got like all the houses. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just experimenting, you know. You know and... So so
2: which one was your you know true self like no, the first one, like okay. Because okay. I didn't know anything about it. No,
0: we're guessing <laughs> the first one. <laughs>
1: Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I am. that is difficult to say.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. I was thinking Gryffindor or Slytherin, but now that, but now I'm not sure.
1: Okay, I'll say
0: Ravenclaw. Any reasons or just intuition?
1: Mm-hmm. Just intuition. Okay.
0: Samuel, you have to pick. <laughs> Alright, uh
2: let me go with Gryffindor then.
0: Oh. And the answer.
3: Well, um Samuel got it right. Yay. I, yeah, I, I got Gryffindor first try. Whoa.
0: Oh. Very nice. Yeah. Mm. Yes, cool. Gryffindor's a good house to be in. Yeah. Um Okay. Oh. Yes. On to Janet. This is either very easy or very <laughs> difficult.
2: <laughs> Let me go with um, Ravenclaw. Um, it's either Raven. I think it's either a Ravenclaw or if, if it's not Ravenclaw, it's probably Hufflepuff. I'm don't, I don't not sure. <laughs> um. Yeah,
3: I'm going with Ravenclaw too.
0: Wow, <laughs> you seem to give
1: up a very distinctive radical aura <laughs> okay. flatter. my pattern. Answer? So, uh, your, uh, it's huffle. Ooh. Ah, the first oh. time I did. <laughs> not wow. that, not that. Not about your
0: house? Oh, you want to guess my house? <laughs> oh, but Samuel already, I, okay, okay. I'm, you keep I quiet. I want guess. Jen, <laughs> Jenny,
1: come on. I no know it. <laughs> 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 the only um, yes.
3: Gryffindor.
0: Why Gryffindor? Why? I mean, I thank mean, you.
3: <laughs> because you're kind of like, so bold. You
0: know? okay. So I'm going to be
3: Gryffindor. Is okay. that right? No. Right. <laughs>
0: um, it's Ravenclaw, actually.
1: Okay.
0: Um, although I am not afraid to confess that on my second try, I got Slytherin. <laughs> yes. Oh, maybe we all have a little bit of hidden in <laughs> that you're just saying. Right, so other fun questions. What magical class would you take if you had your pick? There's. I don't even remember what classes there are. Help me, guys. Care of magical creatures, potions, charms, transfiguration,
2: herbology. astronomy,
1: herbology, Defense Against the so Dark Oh yes.
2: Divination. Uh uh-huh. History of Magic.
1: <laughs> oh yes.
0: Okay, oh Ancient Runes. Oh yes. mm mm-hmm. yeah. I think that covers it. Yeah oh, I would want. I don't know, I would huh? maybe
2: charms or transfiguration. Uh, I'll go with, with uh charms. Reasons? Reasons it's uh, very fun. You make feathers fly, and you and you <laughs> and, and you make things explode, which is just awesome. Okay.
0: I <laughs> see. New fact about Samuel: likes to make things explode in his spare time. Okay. I see the makings of a mad scientist right there.
2: <laughs> I guess that's what what uh, Ravenclaw's are. When you get your own <laughs> underground lab, you gotta give me the address.
0: Yes, of course. Are you sure you want
3: to go?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Uh, Careful I don't blow you up.
3: Well I hope you can install like <laughs> blast doors in advance. Well I, I'll i go with um, defense against dark magic. Yes. Mm. Because knowing how to, like, if I was a wizard, knowing how to fight would be my first priority. Oh, mm. oh I, okay,
0: okay. I thought of another
1: question, but I'll ask that later, Jimmy. But charms is taught by a like pro-dualist though. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'm either charms or defense against the dark arts actually. Me. Defense against the dark arts if it's taught by a good teacher. Because <laughs> okay. um, I feel like in, in defense you can try a combination of different types of magic, like Um, There's some exercise, some spell work, but you also deal with magical creatures a little. Uh And there's also just some basic reading that seems like you can get to know the greatest variety of things. Cool.
0: Okay, so the question I just thought of is, um, what career would you want if you are a wizard? What, what? What career?
3: Career. Yes, because
0: Career. just based on your answer, I feel like if you want to find it, I don't know, maybe you would be an I do not I don't,
2: I, I can't really say because, um, well, I, I, I have to figure out what I want to do in real life. So I, <laughs> okay. I, I, I can say that I want to, to be a specialist in something and as to that, what that something um. is, I can't say, I, I, I can't say it.
0: Maybe it be. I don't know, potions <laughs> just based on blowing things wow. up. Okay. <laughs> Danny?
3: Well, um, I would hired myself out as a bodyguard to Muggles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to, wait, to what? To, to Muggles. Muggles. Oh! Can yeah, I like... hire you? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, if I was a wizard. Okay.
0: Wow. I, I'll bet nobody thought of that mm. before. Uh-huh.
3: I mean, like the real opportunity is like, where you get to be the first one in the market. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) So if like, some muggles, they like, you know, like, keep it a a secret, Mm -hmm. and they might want to like, you know, and they might be dealing in stuff that requires like, armed protection.
0: Wow, (laughs) you really thought this (laughs) (laughs) through. Yeah,
3: and being a bodyguard, like, if I was a wizard, then no muggle would be able to like, come against me. Mm
1: I also don't really know because I couldn't really remember what careers are there besides Mm -hmm. Ministry of Magic
0: (laughs) (laughs) Assuming you don't want Mm to work in Ministry of Magic (laughs) Oh, Oh,
2: I thought of one Um, I I remember it it was one of Ron's brother was it Bill Weasley who was a curse breaker That was not like fun
1: Yeah
0: Well, I, I guess you can, I don't know go take care of dragons in romania
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> also lots of fun yes okay so next question what spell or potion would you bring into real life if you can we're unleashing our um, imaginative powers here be greedy don't worry but only one only one. <laughs> only
2: one okay let me just go with this i'm i'm going to bring a potion to real life, it's called Felix Felicis. Yes. It's the lucky potion. And and it's gonna be great. I can, you know, <laughs> assuming it's not illegal, I can I can drink it on tests on, <laughs> <Wait a minute>. <laughs> <laughs> on tests on, you know, games, sports, whatever. And that'd be great.
3: I think it's gonna be outlawed as soon as you drink it.
0: Oh, but if there's only one owned by, you know, he's the only muggle who has it. the government wouldn't know. Nobody would know.
3: Well, if I ever see you like becoming a very successful actor, like in everything, <laughs> I would like go no, 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 no. <laughs> I guess you shouldn't have said that okay. okay. I don't remember a lot of spells. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't remember a lot of spells.
0: Okay. Not Avada Kedavra by any
3: chance. <laughs> That's too extreme. Okay. Like, okay. if if I really need, needed, you know, like, a spell to make make people hurt, like, Avada, Avada Kedavra is, like, it's too, it's too extreme. Uh-huh. It just ends everything. So, yeah. Crucio would be better.
0: Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, I think we can all agree that Crucio is slightly better than the Killing Curse. Okay, hmm. Jenna. I was also going to say <laughs> you <laughs> guys. <Wow>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if it's not a spell or potion, I'd love to have a broomstick. Oh, oh I want I mean. I
0: want a broomstick.
1: <laughs> right. So getting down
0: to more heartfelt topics. What is the greatest lesson Harry Potter taught you?
3: Nobody is actually like what they seem like. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Which character taught you that? um, I can't imagine.
3: Severus (laughs) Uh like That's also my favorite character, if there's a question later on. I thought he was evil, but then he he, he wasn't what he seemed like.
0: Yeah, Snape is definitely a character that went to lots of people's hearts. <laughs> Speaking of which, I noticed that I skipped a favorite character question. So, you know, Janet, Samuel, please um, feel free to tag that on after your answer too.
2: Um, I, I think one of my greatest lessons from Harry Potter is that I think some of the... I think it's one of the things that J.K. Rowling has been propounding throughout the entire series. It is that some of the um, simplest things, some of the things that people usually look down upon. These these are the things that can be the most powerful, and things like love, things like friendship, I think can't be more powerful than than, than magic. Um, and I think uh, this theme has been um, has been presented in the story in in just more than one instance. Um, and it was it was the theme that is that J.K. Rowling has been. Uh, it has been trying to express from the very beginning of the story when Voldemort tries to tries to kill Harry when he he was one to the very end um, of the of the last book between the last duel and I think that is um, uh, that is my greatest impression of the book and I think that is what the most important lessons I've learned from the book and also let me talk about one of my favorite characters. Uh, I have two characters prepared, but I'll just talk about one for time's sake. So that character is Snape. Um, <laughs> I I like Snape, not as a person, but as a character in a book. I would not want Snape in real life, and I would probably not want to take his class. But I like like him as a character because he is very complex. He is a very complicated. He is you know conflict. He is. Uh, Paradox, and he is, and I feel like he is human too. So Snape um, hated James Potter, and he hated the the uh, Marauders—Lupin, Pettigrew, and Sirius—but he loved uh, Harry's mother, Lily Potter. Um, Because of Harry's resemblance to his father, Snape also hated Harry, but just for his love for Lily Potter. he is willing to, you know, sacrifice his entire life. but uh, not his entire life, but the almost half of his life. You know, working with Dumbledore and working against Voldemort, and and I think Snape is ultimately the key that you know brings Voldemort to his downfall. So I think uh, there is this quality about Snape that uh, um, there is perseverance and there is definitely sacrifice. On Snape's part, because of love, to, um, to to just to just work for good, and I think there is something noble about him, um, that you know he he is doing all of this in secret, and I mean for the entire book, nobody knows, not <laughs> the not not even the readers, and just it's just Dumbledore who knows who knows it all, and I think. And I think it was his love for Lily that um, turned him from the ranks of the Death Eater. That you know that uh, made him give up his hatred for James and for Harry and just dedicate um, everything um, to to protect Harry. And I think um, it, it's it is this love for Lily that ultimately redeems Snape from his. Um, you know, he's he's kind of evil, and he's a, l- a little cold and yeah, it, it just may, made him seem human and I would further argue that um, um, to me, I think Snape even redeems the House of Slytherin I feel like throughout the entire book, J.K. J- J. Rowling has been giving uh, the House of Slytherin you know, a really bad impression. It's the house, you know, where almost all the, the dark wizards come from and they value ambition they value uh, resourcefulness they value you know p- putting um, yourself above er- everyone else and so when people think of slytherin you know whether it's wizards in harry potter's world or us as an audience we tend to think of it um just with a bad impression and i think snape um as a Slytherin do have many of the traits that Slytherin house um, prides and and possesses. Um, he is resourceful and he is willing to sacrifice everything for his goal, but I think it was his, it was his love for, uh, Snape's love for Lily that made him such a positive character and I think um, Snape is such a positive character and at the same time he is a, a Slytherin and you know, if I could summarize, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if this makes sense, I think it was love that redeemed Snape, and it was Snape that in turn redeemed the house of Slytherin. And I guess that's why I like him so much, because he's so complicated, but he um, has a way of, of channeling all these conflicts, this paradox that is in him into something so beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. That was-
1: that
0: wow. <laughs> Yes, I agree. I, I agree with everything this so. said. It's like it's like an essay. <laughs> <laughs> Did, uh. let's hear your essay.
1: <laughs> I do not have an essay. Maybe because I read this when I was uh younger. I I didn't I wasn't really conscious of learning any lesson or, well, just taking something away from the book. I guess mainly I was just focused on being enthralled by it. So it kind of occupied my head for a few months, I think. I guess I would say it was a quite important part of my childhood experience and because it it just forms this whole other world to live in and to escape to and to just have fun and I probably would have different thoughts if I read it again now and I feel like I should. You should. <laughs> I like pretty much all oh, of the okay. characters. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, but if I had to pick a favorite, I guess um, I like Luna Lovegood. Mm-hmm. I think she would be a really good friend in real life. Like She has a unique perspective on things, and she can see the wonder of the world. And she's also really good at understanding others, and she's never judgmental. And she seems like the kind of person who can like sit with you quietly and listen to you. So,
0: yeah. Okay, our last and final question. We are running over time, but I just love this question, and that is... Tell us your favorite Harry Potter quote, or one of your favorites.
3: I looked up the quotes, but I think I forgot. Like, <laughs> no. I picked one. I
0: think it was... Um, okay, maybe we can help you remember it, come on. <laughs> it, well,
3: obviously, Dumbledore said it. Like, I think of like, all the quotes just, like, were spoken by him. Okay. I think it was like... Um, Oh, do not pity the dead. Oh. <laughs> and then, pity the living, and above all else, pity, uh, the those who live without love. I I think. Wow. Yeah, like uh, I vaguely remember it in the books, but then like, I I forgot about all the quotes. I think the quotes are the first thing to to, to like, um, disappear from the mind after a while.
1: Is <laughs> <laughs> that that one's my
0: favorite too? Oh, yeah, Dumbledore might be the father
1: of all my sayings (laughs) in Harry Potter. Uh, Yes, I also like the, do not pity the dead quote. And um, also, while looking up quotes for this one, I found that there were so many good ones, and so I really feel like I need to reread the books. But um, I guess one that I also feel is, quite relevant now is um, also from Dumbledore. He said, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget mm-hmm. to live. Oh, wow. I feel like that could apply to so many things. Do you
0: happen to remember where those quotes are from? I think the first one is from the first book. Yes, I definitely.
1: Yes, uh, the dwell dream one. From the Mirror of Erised. said Yeah. How about, how about <coughs> the first one?
2: The the, that one's the Seventh book, right? Ooh yeah. Very cool. This is, is, did Double Door say it, you know, when Harry just died? Uh, yeah, I ah. think
1: so. Okay. I said at the station.
2: Okay, um, my my favorite quote at least one of my favorite quote is also from the first book. It's um I think I think Harry and Ron and Hermione were going after the sorcerer's stone and you know her, Hermione was like, Harry, you're a great wizard, and Harry's like, no, I'm not, I'm not as good as you, and, and Hermione says, me, books and cleverness, there are more important things, friendship and bravery.
0: Oh, I love that, yes, right. these are great. Yeah.
3: You just get a tingly sensation when you hear quotes like this. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. How does one person think of them? This is amazing. All right, and that concludes our Harry Potter episode. Thank you all so much for being here. This has been fun and insightful, and I feel like I need to reread Harry Potter and rewatch the movies. Yeah, that will take a while. (laughs) All right. Um, Thanks for tuning in, and keep listening to ThoughtJar.